Many Christians are stunned in the wake of yet another prominent figure losing his faith. What does morality mean in our society? And what can happen when we view others as humans first? America, we need to talk. So welcome to the podcast. Uh, we're going to do a real quick uh, quick one today. Um, but there's just a couple of things that I've been thinking about and just wanted to, to bring them up and, uh, and talk about them. I think we... Um, we get farther when we actually open up and really talk about things. That's what we're going to try to do here in the podcast, and uh, hopefully it's helpful uh, to some people. Uh, I focus on uh, lots of topics, uh, everything from psychology to religion to uh, politics. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna, <clears throat> I make no bones about it. I skew uh, towards political uh, commentary and uh, a lot of what I'll do with this podcast is uh, talk about my thoughts politically, but that's that's not where I want to go with this quick podcast. I want to talk about uh, something that I've seen a lot and uh, just really quickly hit the high points. Uh, the first is famous Christians, and yet another one coming out uh, talking about losing their faith. Um, there's a lot of, to do about this. Um, I myself have read up on it and tried to study up on it. Um, first we had uh, Josh Harris, um, famous for his books about dating and being a, a prominent pastor. Um, and then we also had uh, Marty Simpson um, of Hillsongs uh, come out and talk about their struggles with their faith. And this was a big deal. This was, this was big news. Um, <clears throat> the questions that I think you have to answer anytime something like this comes up. Is number one is this is this a new thing? Is this actually a trend? Because it's it's being reported um, somewhat as a trend, and the question is, is that true? Is it true that these are are things that are happening that haven't happened uh, for a significant amount of time? Um, and then. Secondly, the question is, what, what's the cause of this? What's the cause of, of these things happening? And to start with the first one, is this actually new? The answer is no. Um, I think that if not a majority um, of people, a high percentage of people have experienced the questioning of their faith. That specifically regards uh, questions about the problem of evil. I think this is as old as people have contemplated God. They have contemplated the problem with evil. The questions of if God uh, exists, then how does this work? And I think that there are answers to these questions. I think there are some very elegant answers that uh, are both simple and elegant to address these things. But many great thinkers have given a lot of time and a lot of effort to this. And the truth is, is that uh, I don't think there should be a stigma to people who struggle with their faith. Um, I think that people should be encouraged to ask questions about their faith early and often. Um, I think that that should be something that is not only not taboo, uh, but is encouraged. Because I think what happens is... Um, we play these things over in our mind. We talk about these things. And at the end of the day, um, if we internalize them long enough, we come to a decision. 
we are human beings. We make decisions. And if we have those beliefs in an echo chamber and we're not encouraged to, uh, to ask those questions, then we come out and we make these sort of arguments um, that were made by Marty Simpson before he, uh, before he deleted uh, the statements. And that is, well, obviously there's a problem of evil in the world. Where is God? Um, we, we answer those questions for ourselves. That's what we do as human beings. If we're left alone with our own thoughts, we come to conclusions. Um, if we come to those conclusions, those conclusions can be very, very hard to overturn. So I think as a, as a Christian community, we need to stop um, worrying so much about, oh my goodness, someone's questioning their faith, and start actually questioning our own, making sure that we have answers. And there are answers. Studying to find those answers. Because the cause of this uh, type of thing really is the stigma of asking questions. Um, the fear of answering those questions and not having answered those questions ourselves. If we're going to be uh, call ourselves Christians, if we're going to call ourselves members of any faith, we need to really understand and grapple with those questions and answer them and not, uh, not solely sit around and say, well, you know, this is how I was raised. I grew up this way. If the only answer to, to your faith is, I was raised this way, ask somebody. Ask somebody who you think knows. And if that person doesn't know, ask somebody until you at least get someone who can confidently answer. And then examine what they said and see how that fits with your viewpoint. And then find somebody else and examine what they've said. Um, but don't take answers from people who can't answer your questions, who won't answer your questions, or who are afraid of your questions. Those are not the people who you need to be uh, asking those questions to. Don't be afraid to examine your faith. And from that, nextly, morality. <clears throat> it seems like in our political uh, discourse, we more and more hear these plays of what's right and what's wrong. Morality. Uh, it's simply wrong to lock children in cages. And, and I'm saying that on just the face value of the comment. I'm not trying to make a political statement uh, one way other than whether that's a thing that actually happens, but I'm saying... The idea of, let's say that locking children in cages is immoral. I would say whether or not that's going on, that is an immoral thing, um, if, if that's true. Uh, and, and the imagery that, that I have in my mind is that of, of little children being, being locked in a, a, like a dog crate or something like that, uh, mistreated. The mistreatment of someone, uh, is that immoral? And so the question is... Number one, how can we have justice without morality? Um, because if there is no morality, if there is no right and wrong, how do we have justice? Uh, because what's right and wrong can change over time. Uh, therefore, justice can change over time. And if justice can change over time, then it ceases to be justice. It, it's no longer a fair playing field, if you will. Um, so, so the question is like, can we truly have justice uh, without a sense of morality, a grounding point uh, from which to have justice? We have to have this leaping off point of, of what is morality. And I think as humans, we don't all, we, 
seldom get things right at the first try. Um, but a good example is is that, and and I take heat for this. I do not believe that the United States of America uh, is now or was founded to be a Christian country. I don't think that's what the founders intended. Some of them certainly probably intended that. All of them did not. Um, when someone tells you that the Constitution doesn't mention God, that's true. That's a fact. The Constitution does not mention God. But the Declaration of Independence mentions uh, God. Uh, and it does not mention him as Jesus Christ. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's a known fact that there were founding fathers who had strange beliefs uh, in God. But the universal idea here is that there is a God, there is a higher power, and from that higher power we get the sense that all men are created equal. Now obviously we drop the ball. When we look at the history of slavery, when we look at some of the mistreatment of natives, all of those things are bad things. Those are immoral things that happen. But why are they immoral, I think, is the bigger question. The bigger question is, if there is no arbiter of our morality, if there is no jumping off point, how do we know what's right or wrong? And how do I know that what's right for me isn't wrong for you and vice versa? Um, so we make these arguments, but on what footing do we stand? I mean, if we want to go completely Darwinian and say, well, it's survival of the fittest, then it's just it's whoever lives last. It's, it's the final survivor. Um, is that how we as a society want to live? Um, then there's the, I guess, the idea of maybe there's like a group think, and if a majority of people in a society uh, think one way, then that is what is moral. But I would say that the slavery argument goes against that, uh, because there was a time when more people uh, felt slavery was okay than didn't. I would argue that slavery has always been wrong, uh, and certainly the abuse of, of uh, those slaves adding to that, abuse of human beings is wrong. So where and why is that the case, and are those universal principles? Are those simply social principles? Um, where does that come from? I think that part of the problem that we have is in a postmodern secular society that we live in. Uh, we want to have morality. We want to have the things that the West was founded on. The idea that people are equal. The idea that, that uh, they have rights. And we even have this sort of dichotomy of like extremely wealthy and famous people talking about the rights of the poor and what rights poor people should have. However, I find it odd that many of those people um, don't really seem to live or abide by the principles that they talk about. Um, is is modern Hollywood and, and are our politicians a sort of pantheon? Do we look to them uh, as sort of the fill-in for <clears throat> the pantheon of, of, of gods uh, that ancients looked to? Do we look at them as somehow... Uh, better than us, as their word being more valuable than ours, um, as them being sort of a super sect of people. 
I would call to example uh, the infatuation with the royal family of England or the infatuation with who Britney's married to now or the infatuation uh, with whether or not so-and-so is divorced. Um, this infatuation with these other people's lives is very similar to the infatuation that someone in uh, ancient Rome or Greece or Babylon would have with the stories of their gods. So we sort of have this idea of creating our own morality and whatever is comfortable for us at the time. But I would argue if we're going to have justice and we're going to have a fair society, we need to at least have some level of agreement on those ideas. And I think the the base agreement has been boiled down, at least when the country was founded, that there is a God um, and that that God created people. And he created them and gave them rights, that their rights come from God. And if your rights come from God, then no one can take them from you. If they come from any other means, someone can take them from you. If the government gives you rights, the government can take your rights. If society gives you your rights, then society can take your rights. But if God gives your rights, then only God can take them away. And I think that's the trick to the Constitution. It is founded and framed by those men who were brilliant and who had uh, deep faiths of varying kinds. But the idea is, is that if we can all agree on that concept, hey, you're created by God. I don't deserve or am not allowed to take your rights. If we can get to that point and we can agree on that point, then at least we have something to start a debate with. And that debate may look differently uh, from time to time. And we may debate different issues. But at the end of the day, if we can get to that starting point, we can have a debate that tries to pull us closer to each other instead of farther away from each other. Uh, politics today is not about coming to you and having a vigorous debate with you over what I believe and what you believe and how they differ, but my goal being to actually win you to my side. Uh, oftentimes, my goal or the goal of those who are debating politics is to debate in hopes that other people will come farther away to your side or to my side, that I can win the debate, that people will say, oh, he owned him. That is not the kind of debate that brings us closer together. The kind of debate that brings us closer together is the idea that, hey, I, I believe that rights look this way. They're given by God, and I want to bring you as close as possible to me. I don't want to be farther away from you. I want to be closer to you. That's the difference between the politics that I'm interested in and the politics that many people are interested in. Uh, I'm not interested in a far-right politics, a far-left politics. I'm interested in a politics where people are allowed to actually talk about issues from the ground up and, and discuss them and have a dialogue about them. That's what interests me. And an example to that point, uh, really quickly here at the tail end, um, is a story. I have a, a wife. She's a wonderful wife. Um, and she is unique. She is unique in uh, a lot of ways. Um, she never ceases to pull something, uh, pull something out of her magic hat that that surprises me or really just makes me smile. And one such incident happened uh, during a trip to to Walmart that we made together. And we were going in the store, 
and walking in. And Crystal noticed uh, a woman who was obviously struggling. She was broken down in tears. Um, she was kind of rocking and covering her face. And Crystal noticed her and immediately went to her. There wasn't like a debate or a discussion or like, hey, look over. It was immediately she went to her, engaged her, and began talking to her. And she talked to her as best as she could through the tears and let her know that she was there for her. We stood there and we prayed with her. And, you know, she was dealing with something, something human, um, dealing with, with anxiety, crippling anxiety. If you haven't been there, someday you might, or you might be able to help somebody who has. Crystal and I have been there. This is a real thing from a real world. And as I saw my wife talking to her and as we prayed for her, I so appreciated that that one moment where my wife didn't care. My wife didn't stop to think about what color this lady was, didn't stop to think about... Uh, her background or what no she wanted to help someone who was in obvious need and was able to do that and then uh, we saw several other people as we went uh, who came by a, la a lady stopped by and stayed with with her while we went in to do our shopping and when we came back there were four of us standing around her uh, offering her help offering her aid at least one of them was someone who worked at the store. In fact, there might even been five people, uh, actually, who were there um, to, to help this other human being, this other American who was struggling. And there were people of different ethnicities, different ages, different genders, and none of that mattered. There was no uh, judgment of, oh, you know, this person's this race or this gender. No, this was a hurting human being. And everyone there got involved to help a hurting human being. This is what happens when we put aside the ideas of, of oh, my politics, oh, my, my poor politics. We put aside the ideas of, oh, am, am, I, am I racist? Am I, am, I, am I some kind of phobic? Am I some kind of bigot? No, no. you're a person who wants to help somebody else. Becoming that person, uh, how do we have morality? How do we have justice? How does that relate to charity? These are topics that we'll talk about in future, in future podcasts because justice and charity from a root Judeo-Christian uh, viewpoint are actually two sides of the same coin. What does that look like? What is social justice? What does that mean? What does that actually look like? Um, and what does it mean to our society? Crystal operated in a format of social justice without being prompted, without sitting there and analyzing it. My wife stepped up to the plate to help another person and opened the door for me and other people to come and do the same thing. And that is powerful. That is powerful. And maybe people would lose their faith less if they saw more things like that, if they experienced more things like that in their life. Is that a miracle? Can be. Can be for somebody. Marty Simpson, who, whoever sees miracles, and not very many, 
and nobody ever talks about it. Maybe we do see miracles, and nobody ever talks about it. There are many, many miracles, and not all of them appear magical. But to that person, that's a miracle. That person who feels alone, that person who doesn't feel like they have anywhere to go, and then someone walks up out of the blue after they've been passed over and passed over and passed over. That's a miracle. Stuff isn't new. We do want a just society. We want a moral society. We want a dialogue between human beings. And it's time for us to stop and put away the device of politics. Talk politics. Have fun with it. But stop the intentionally divisive politics. Listen to your fellow human being. Stop worrying about their, their intersectional qualities. Stop worrying about whether you're a racist. You're not. You're not. You're just a person who loves other people. Think that way. Live that way. We'll talk about it next time. And remember, America, we need to talk.